your pews, you will find a yellow card like this. Now, if there's more than three of you in a pew, you might need to gather one from a different pew because uh, it's never quite clear where folks in Audley are going to sit. So you need a yellow card and you need some stickers. Okay? And it sounds rather irreverent, but we're going to play Bible Bingo. So Kay is going to do our reading for us, and if you hear a word that's on your card, put a sticker over it. And the first person to cover their whole card, give us a wave and a shout. Okay. Everybody got their stickers? Everybody got their cards? Excellent. Kay, over to you. Okay. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. After they'd heard the king, they went on their way and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, of incense, and of myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Nobody called house. Okay, ah. So, mm, any words left on your cards uncovered? Three kings. Anything else? Stable. Well, this is very odd, isn't it? We've sung, we three kings from Orient are. And we're looking at the story of the three kings visiting Jesus in the stable. But there are no three kings in our Bible reading, and there's no stable. Mm. 
very odd. The people are not described as kings, are they? What are they described as? Magi or wise men. There are three of something, but it's not kings. What's the three of? The three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. I mean, maybe that's where the idea of having three kings, because they each brought a gift. And why was there no stable in our story? Where was Jesus living when they visited him? In a house. Okay. So these magi, these wise men, were a bit late to the party. They were late getting there, and Jesus was probably a toddler when, when they arrived to, to pay homage to him. There's something else that we know from our Bible that helps us to place the date of this visit as being a little bit later. Do you remember Jesus being presented at the temple and meeting Anna and Simeon? Not a story we're looking at today. When the child was presented, the law said you present a lamb as a sacrifice and a dove or a pigeon. But poor people had an exception that all they had to offer was two doves or two pigeons because they couldn't afford a lamb. And if you go back and look at the story of Jesus being presented in the temple, you will see that Mary and Joseph offered two doves. They didn't have a lamb. So clearly they'd not received the gift of gold at that time. So this was some time later when, when the wise men arrived. If you want to read more about that, those who like to read up, it's in Leviticus 2 that tells you all about the offerings that are made. Does it matter that we have our nativity and our crib services and we pack everybody in there together? Jesus, Mary, Joseph, all the shepherds, their sheep, the wise men and their gifts. Does it matter that we pack them all in? I don't think it does. I think we, we mix and we mingle and we bring everything together to present to the world the fantastic story of Jesus' birth. And it also helps us to worship. That's a little background to our story. We're going to look at the characters in the story in a moment. And we'll pick up um, our story and have a look at the characters and their motives and motivations. So we've got Jesus at the centre of this because all of these events surround Jesus and his birth. The first character we're going to have a quick look at is King Herod, called Herod the Great. Now Herod is a very useful character to us in our story this morning because it helps us to pin down exactly when Jesus was born. Herod, a real king in all the history books, was born in Palestine in 73 BC. His mum was a Jew and he was brought up as a Jew. His father was a great help to the Romans and they were very pleased with him. So Herod um, was also favoured by the Romans. He actually was made um, a Roman citizen by Julius Caesar, it's in the history books. He was a long, lifelong friend of Mark Antony, it's in the history books, and eventually he was made king, king of Judea by the Roman Senate, a powerful man 
with powerful resources. What was he after in our Bible reading? When we heard the Magi ask about a new king, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? The Bible tells us Herod was disturbed. He wanted to find Jesus, but not to worship him, but to do him harm. He saw Jesus as a threat, a usurper. Imagine the God who created the heavens and the earth, Herod seeing as a usurper to his power and rule. How do we sum up Herod's approach? Hostility, hostile. And Herod actually died not long after Jesus was born. He was called Herod the Great because he did many great things. He rebuilt the temple. He built great fortresses. The economy thrived. He helped the poor in famine relief. But at the end of the day, Herod failed to do the one thing that was needed of him. To fall on his knees and to worship Jesus, the God-made man. What about the chief priests and the law and the teachers of the law? Did you notice them appear in our Bible reading? They knew their Bible, they knew their Old Testament. They were the top dogs uh, in Judaism. When they were asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? Has been born, note, not is to be born, has been born King of the Jews. They turned to the Old Testament prophets, to Micah and Isaiah, and they knew the answer. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for that is what the prophet has written. They knew where the Messiah had been born. So what did they do? Did they rush out with the Magi? The reading doesn't tell us that. Did they seek Jesus out? No mention of that. The Magi were left following the star again and they weren't following the chief priests and the teachers of the law. It would seem that for all of their great knowledge of God and the scriptures and God's great rescue plan, they had no interest in worshipping the infant Messiah. How would we sum them up? Perhaps apathy. So to our Magi, somewhat heroes of our, of our um, reading this morning, these were not Jews, they were Gentiles, foreigners. They were dream interpreters, men interested in astrology. In those days, some Magi were seen as rogues and charlatans, but some, including our Magi, were truth seekers. They came from the east, possibly Iran, maybe Iraq, possibly Babylon. Around 900 miles they travelled, journeying for months. God was gracious to these Magi. He spoke to them in their own language, in terms they understood. They studied the stars. God provided them a star. We don't need a star. We have this, 
and God's spirit as we read it to guide us and to help us follow Jesus. So the Magi, they had a long journey. There were some misunderstandings, some missteps, some diversions, and they arrived, as we've seen earlier, rather late. But they were overjoyed, and they bowed down and worshipped him. And at the end of the day, it's all about him. God coming to earth. Jesus, the promised Messiah. God becoming vulnerable, dependent, a baby. To live the life that we were meant to live. Perfect and without sin. And to make a way for us to have peace with God. Those were our characters from the Bible reading. But what about you? What about me? What or who do we seek? What is our response to Jesus and the light that he gives us? And the light that helps us to keep following him. The wise man saw the star when it rose and they came to worship Jesus. Wise men still seek Jesus. Let's make sure we follow him too. Let's pray. Father God, as we celebrate Epiphany, may we seek only your kingdom. May our desire be to grow closer to Jesus. Help us to live not with the hostility of Herod or the apathy of the chief priests and teachers of the law, but with the eagerness and devotion of the Magi. Stir your spirit in us this season to seek you afresh and to live a life of worship. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, our Jesus. Amen. Amen.